Hello, welcome to HR Shop Talk. I'm your host, Andrea Adams. This show delves into the details of HR through conversations with smart, experienced, and successful professionals who are actually doing the work. Today, my guest is Kim Wilkinson. She has been recruiting for years, first for an agency, and now she's the Director of Recruitment for Verve Recruitment Group. She also won an award for her recruiting in 2020, and so I know she knows what she's talking about. Hi, Kim. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on. All right, so let's just get to it. Uh, to shape the conversation we're about to have, can you briefly outline the important stages of recruitment? Because then I'm going to want to talk about each of them. I would say that I would put them into sort of general terms of your pre-posting, your active job hunting, and then post-hiring. And so when I talk about pre-posting, I'm talking about your recruitment, branding, marketing, developing a name for yourself, and then active posting, obviously, when you're posting a job, recruiting directly for an active requisition, and then post-hiring, which would be, you know, your onboarding, et cetera. Your pre-posting would be things that you're doing before you have an active job. So those are things that you can do to create an awareness in the marketplace of your organization, which will in turn help your job posting. And then active recruiting is when you have an actual active rec. The problem that I find is that companies look at recruiting as only that middle part, which is that active hiring process. But recruitment needs to be happening all the time, whether you have an active rec or not, so that when you do have you know, roles open, you're more successful and the candidate experience is better. What goes into the things that a, you and an organization should be doing before posting a job? And so I think that goes a lot with having a good recruitment marketing strategy. And so working together with your marketing teams to ensure that the messaging out to the community is that where candidates would be interested in working for your company. So um, that can be done through your social media, um, through your website, in community involvement that you do where candidates become aware of your company culture. They're following along on activities and what you're doing out in the marketplace and they're interested. So they're looking actively to see if you're hiring, you're engaging back and forth with talent just in general conversation. Yeah, that's what I would say is the pre-posting marketing branding piece of recruitment. So in your experience, because you're recruiting lots of people all the time, how important is that for an organization in getting a great candidate? That's huge. I think, you know, and you'll see companies that do a really great job at engaging their customer, their audience, and those companies struggle very little with resume volume. Companies that have very little presence externally where uh, potential employees or customers can engage with them just have very little awareness. And I think too, it's it's word of mouth. Right. Candidates are being more choosy now and where they want to work and they want to be attached to a company that is out there engaging with the community, engaging with their employees and, and customers. That is something that's important to a lot of candidates. Can you talk a little bit about resume volume and resume quality? And I think that is 
more indicative of the economic conditions than necessarily your branding. When we have an employee rich market is what I will call, you know, our current situation. So there are times when there's an abundance of candidates on the market that in itself is just going to create more volume and less quality at times because there are candidates that are trying to switch gears, be open to other opportunities. So I don't know that the two are directly connected to your actual branding. You still want though, you know, that top talent is going to be more specific about what kinds of companies they're applying to. And although, yeah, you may get a huge volume just because it's an employee rich economic conditions. But when I speak with my clients, they often feel really frustrated going, I posted a role, I got a hundred resumes, which seems like that's a lot of people to choose from. And I maybe had three that were even something that I'd consider. So, you know, organizations that do a really good job at being deemed as companies of choice, I guess is how I would phrase mm-hmm. it, are going to get more out of that hundred that are the candidates that they want to see. Going into active recruitment, what about the posting? How important is the posting? Yeah, I think it's it's huge on a couple different fronts. A, I think job descriptions are typically fairly boring. Your job posting should not be your job description. Your job posting should be let me tell you a story about what working here is going to look like. Mm-hmm. I think companies need to get out of the mindset of we're doing employees a service by having a job available for you. And how can we attract the best people to work here? And I think when you switch that mindset, you need to sell your job as much as a candidate needs to sell their skill set. And so telling a story about your culture, um, I've seen some companies do some great work, even in including some pieces about the manager, the hiring manager, and who you're going to be reporting oh, to. Yeah. So really kind of painting a picture of that day to day. You know, I've even seen some people using video job postings, which are great, you know, posts a really good picture about culture and, and what things look like at that organization. So yeah, I would say that that job posting is huge. Your verbiage is also very important in terms of diversity. And so making sure that the language that you're using is inclusive and is going to attract a diverse set of candidates. During active recruitment, what should HR departments and employers be aware of? So we think first is that you're ready to hire. It is incredible the amount of postings that go up and people apply. It's a lot of work for candidates. And so candidates go through the effort of applying for this role. Companies not ready to hire or for whatever reason doesn't engage at that point. Posting comes down. Two weeks later, posting comes back up. That raises red flags for candidates. They potentially may not apply again. So you could be losing out on individuals if you're not ready to hire. Also statistically at two weeks post application, 70% of candidates have lost interest in that position. So you really wanna be engaging with talent within five to 10 days of posting your job. If this candidate is applying to your job, they are also likely applying to other jobs. And if they are an amazing candidate, another company is going to scoop them up. So you are absolutely missing out on great talent if your hiring process is too long. What are some of the reasons that employers have offered you as to why they're taking so long? Honestly, I I don't know. <laughs> I wish I 
I wish I knew that. Um, it's certainly something that I coach my clients on and because it's also, it paints a bad experience. Now, whether that's them directly, so they're hiring directly or it's through me, I can only do so much to manage their reputation. And it damages it when we, you know, start to engage candidates, we put them forward and we're waiting weeks for feedback. And so I think sometimes it can be a disconnect of, are we ready to hire right now? And that's something in an internal discussion that needs to happen before you post a job or before you engage an agency. Are we ready to move along with this in the next five to 10 days once applications start rolling in? If the answer is no, wait. And making sure that both parties, so sometimes you'll see, you know, HR is ready to go, recruitment's ready to go, but the hiring manager has a huge project they're working on. They're realistically not going to be able to interview someone or you know, sometimes I'll come across, oh, the manager's gone on vacation for two weeks. And you're like, well, maybe we should have paused until that individual is back. So making sure you're looking at all circumstances is that is everyone who needs to be part of this hiring process available and ready over the next two weeks, two to three weeks, because that's at max how long your hiring cycle should go for to deliver offer to candidate start. Okay, so then moving on to post-hiring. What are some of the post-hiring activities that you do and HR could do better? Yeah, so when you engage with third party, um, part of my protocol is obviously that I'm reaching out and connecting with candidates at intervals, you know, during their first, usually their first 90 days, just to ensure that things are going well. We can head off any obstacles that are being encountered, if there's any training issues, if, you know, potentially they don't feel they have the right resources available to them. And I can sort of interject at that point and communicate with the hiring manager and go, hey, so-and-so is really loving their job here. However, was hoping there'd be a little more of this or struggling in this area. Is that something that, you know, potentially you can address on your end that if you're hiring on your own HR or someone, I mean, you guys would have to decide, you know, from a an organization who this would best fit on, doing those regular check-ins with candidates, making sure that their onboarding is thorough, making sure that they have all the tools and resources that they need. Because your fall-off rate within your first 90 days is actually pretty astounding. It can be shocking um, to hear how many candidates are not successful past 90 days. And I think a lot of those things had they been addressed along the way, it definitely could have been mitigated and potentially a longer term employment could right. have been gained from that candidate. What do your clients do to get in the way of successful recruitment? Uh, ensuring that the steps of your recruitment are not too long. I just spoke with a candidate who interviewed six times at an organization. That is too many. Um, and it was over a period of weeks and weeks. And this candidate was exhausted and going, I don't really even know if I want to work here if they don't know by now if I'm the right candidate. I mean, certainly you want to do proper vetting, but that it's still an enjoyable process for your candidate. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of the relationship with agency, um, where I see an area of opportunity is to let go of the reins a little bit. Sometimes, even though it is HR recruitment engaging me, there is still a feeling that we are adversaries and that I am in some way coming in to take over your job or do your job or if that if you need to use me that you're not doing your job well. And really, I think a more successful way to look at our partnership is that I'm here to enhance the work that you're doing, that I'm able to assist you in delivering a quicker result to your hiring manager. And at the end of the day, that is going to make you look better. Mm -hmm. And also giving me 
more access to your hiring manager. Oftentimes HR recruitment like to keep it really tight and they're doing, you know, the intake where for me to be able to speak to the person that this individual is actually going to be reporting to is such a huge piece to successfully aligning the right candidate. There's just a vibe, I guess, for lack of a better word, that you get off of an individual when you're speaking to them. And so you can really get a sense of who's going to get along well here. Tell me about, um, you know, the rest of your team. And those are questions that often recruitment and HR can't answer as thoroughly as a hiring manager. So Hmm. yeah, I think giving that full access and allowing that relationship to build will result in a more successful placement at the end. So We've reached the end of this episode. This show is also on YouTube where there's an opportunity to connect with me and other up-and-coming HR professionals. Thanks for listening, and I'm looking forward to our next opportunity to talk shop.